0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: This week on the Chicago Bears Review. After falling to 500 last Sunday, the Bears were hoping to get back in the win column as they went back out on the road looking to keep their road record perfect against the NFC South Carolina Panthers. Would the Bears remain perfect on the road? Or are we now looking at a losing streak? All of this plus Bear Up and Bear Down on the Week 5 review episode of The Chicago Bears Review. You know, I think that one would have to refer to this past Sunday's game as a giant kick in the gut from the Bears from the way it started to the way it finished. Talk about a night and day scenario. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back. The Week 5 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. A uh, a second straight loss, and uh, this time to the Carolina Panthers on the road where we were previously undefeated as i stated in the uh in the opening and uh we we jump out in front huge on carolina and and seemingly the the defense pitches a shutout uh until the last two minutes of the first half uh the first touchdown carolina scores was a uh it's one of those things that that seemingly only ever happens to the bears uh and and this has it's happened two seasons in a row now that uh everybody stands around while there's a football just chilling on the ground and our opponent picks it up and runs it in unmolested for a touchdown uh you know it happened obviously against green bay last year week 17 happens again on a punt return uh this time uh with the carolina panthers so it's um starting to form a pattern here this time it was a special teams unit that it happened it happened to the defense last year which kind of summed up how the year was going for us but uh for it to start the way it did and end, you know, it, like I said, night and day, just uh, a huge, huge disappointment and so frustrating to, to sit there and watch the game slowly but surely slip away from us and, and, and seemingly feel like there's there's nothing that can be done to stop what's happening. And then we contribute to the downfall with the turnovers and – you know seemingly repetitive play calling because it just seemed like as the game went along uh Trestman only had one play in his playbook and that was get the ball to Matt Forte get the ball to Matt Forte and Carolina only had one play in their defensive playbook and that was Luke Kuechly go get Matt Forte because that's what he did the entire football game it was extremely uh frustrating uh to watch so no need for for deep analysis on this one it's just they you know they played better than us in the second half it it just sucks that um, on paper the Bears were the superior team and uh, in the beginning of the game it looked that way Uh, and then it just kind of all faded away slowly slowly but surely and uh, we'll talk more about that as we dive into our review segment to talk about what happened on Sunday between the Bears and the Panthers. Hey, hey. You know, I was really excited about this game going into it. Um, you know, the Bears going back out on the road were perfect so far this year and you know, playing against the Carolina team that was was banged up, it was the perfect opportunity to bounce back from that loss to Green Bay the week before. And, you know, especially with how disheartening the second half ended up being, where we, you know, were continually able to move the football against Green Bay, where we shot ourselves uh, in the foot instead. We repeat the process uh, in the second half against Carolina. After playing almost the perfect first half against the Panthers, um, you know we go ahead and we blow it in the second half. It was it was even more frustrating than than watching what happened against Green Bay, because with with Green Bay at least they were in it and then leading at halftime. Um, you know with with the with the Bears and in the Panthers, it was uh, yeah. I mean we, we held the lead all the way into the fourth quarter and, and then blew it. So. Uh, Just disgusting. So we'll go ahead and get things started with the first quarter knee-jerk reaction and uh, move on from there.
2: Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Panthers after one quarter, and the theme of the quarter has been – each team has paid for its sins so far uh, in the uh, the beginning of the first quarter the Bears punted after a three and out uh, Teddy Williams the speedster kick returner guy that we just res- that we just signed uh, this week interferes with the re- with the returner basically tackles him before the ball gets there but the returner actually gets up and while everybody's on a scrum for the football the balls actually just laying there at his feet he picks it up and runs it in 79 yards for a touchdown uh, a few uh, minutes minutes later, uh, the Bears turn a uh, fumble forced by Isaiah Fry into a touchdown, a, uh, a f- f- five yard pass to, uh, to Matt Forte. And then once again, Willie Young, obviously having the best year of any NF, uh, any bear defensive lineman so far this year, a strip sack of Cam Newton forces the fumble Lamar Houston recovers the bears. A few plays later, turn that into a Jay Cutler, um, 11 yard run for a, uh, touchdown, a scramble, uh, for a touchdown, uh, As far as I'm concerned, the defense is pitching a shutout. The only points that the Bears have given up so far have been on special teams, and uh, I think the defense is playing very, very well. Every time Carolina seems to get some kind of advantage, the Bears take it away from them. Uh, The two, the the first... the first turnover. Kelvin Benjamin makes a great catch on third down, only to have the ball ripped away from him uh, by Isaiah Fry. And uh, just before this last, just before this last drive ended here, Kelvin Benjamin with another big catch down the seam, only to have the ball taken right out of his hands by Kyle Fuller before he truly gained possession uh, of it. So Carolina kind of shooting themselves in the foot. They've committed more sins than the Bears have. The Bears have kind of gotten away with with what they've done so far. The Bears lead. 14-7 to seven going into the second quarter
1: yeah. you know it was 14-7 to seven and it really wasn't close like I said the defense was pitching a shutout special teams just just got in the way and, and you know ultimately it turned out to be the difference in the game was that uh, was that f- was that uh, punt return? The, those free points that we gave away. Remember last week when I was talking about the Bears-Packers game, saying that we had to try to find a way to steal a possession, to, to to steal points away from Green Bay. Well, Carolina was able to do that to us uh, with that punt return, and those seven points end up being the deficit. The Bears lose the game thirty-one to uh, twenty-four. So. You know, as good as the first quarter was, the second quarter was actually even better. We didn't score as many points, but the dominance continues until the final two minutes of the second quarter.
2: <laughs> Need reaction to the Bears and the... There are some
0: things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables... Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
2: Panthers after the second quarter, and uh, going into the half, we're up 21-14. to 14. Uh, The defense... Um, it's starting to fold a little bit. The, the the first four Carolina drives, it just showed a graphic, 13 plays, 33 yards, two turnovers for the Carolina Panthers in the first four drives. Their last two, like 140-something yards, and they finally scored their first touchdown just before the half, a Greg Olson touchdown pass from Cam Newton to bring it down to 21 to 14. The Bears on offense, it's kind of like last week against the Packers where – they're moving the ball up and down the field pretty much at will. Uh, they had a drive stall in the red zone and Robbie Gold very uncharacteristically uh, shanked the field goal. He uh, kicked it wide kicked it wide right or else we'd be looking at a 24 uh, to 14 uh, lead right now uh, going into the half. Uh, I mean, another another Cam Newton tip ball into an interception, uh, this time by Lance Briggs, you know, and then the Bears drive it down the length of the field and uh, had to settle for a field goal attempt that Robbie Gold missed. Uh, and, you know, it, it's looking good for the Bears. Uh, the defense needs to tighten it up a bit because uh, they got a little loose with their coverage there uh, in the, the last part of the second quarter, and that's where those the big yardage for the Panthers came. But uh, if the Bears kind of stick to what they were doing for the first quarter and a half of this game, uh, it should be a relatively uh, relatively nice second half as the Bears lead it 21-14, and we start the third quarter with the football. <laughs>
1: and in the third quarter is where it started to fall apart This is where Tressman began his quest to only get the football to Matt Forte because Alshon Jeffrey had six catches for 97 yards in the football game uh, including a touchdown that he scored in the second quarter and I don't remember him touching the ball in the second half so it had to have all happened in the first quarter or the first half, I, like I said, I, I I think maybe he caught one ball in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, most of those targets were in the first half, and that's when they had all of their uh, all their impact. So I I it just became the Matt Forte show, and uh, the, the 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 Carolina Panthers did this thing that uh, football teams do at halftime called making adjustments, and, and obviously uh, Mal Tucker uh, doesn't subscribe to that school because. Uh, Carolina just went to went to doing what every other team has done against us, you know, that, that space. And like I said, you'll hear me. Actually, I'll save it because you'll hear me. I, I put on a nice little rant with the fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction, so I, I don't want to spoil it for you. But it just over and over again with the same deficit every team that we've played since the beginning of the preseason has eaten us up in the same area of the field. And I'm just wondering how long it's going to take before we do something uh, to fix it. But in the third quarter, that's where things started to tighten up. Carolina narrows down the lead, they're able to move the football on offense and they start attacking the Bears on defense.
2: Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Panthers after three quarters, and uh, we've got more of a more of a football game than we thought we were going to get uh, going into it uh, in the halftime. Uh, Carolina once again moving the ball down the field with relative ease, able to tie the game up after the Bears' first drive of the second half stalled out to tie it 21-21. The Bears were able to come back down um, they've been doing a really good job mixing it up on the offensive side, balancing the run and the pass. Matt Forte had a huge day so far. I think he's the leading receiver and obviously the leading rusher uh, as well. The, the, the Bears have been doing a better job getting him out into open space outside the tackles. They've had a lot of success with that, especially in the third quarter. Uh, they added a Robbie Gold field goal and the Bears just stuffed a, uh, a third and five attempt by sacking Cam Newton, which actually knocked them out of field goal range so it's uh 24 to 21 looks like carolina's gonna punt to start the uh to start the fourth quarter and uh let's see if we can hang on to this thing
1: so i emotionally hadn't thrown in the towel just yet and still an air of optimism and that's because we still had the lead uh going into the fourth quarter but you heard me say even at the end of the second quarter knee jerk reaction is that The defense is starting to fold a little bit because it started up with the big plays. That touchdown drive that Carolina had was like four, maybe five plays tops. Now, granted, they were running the two-minute drill, but it was the same play over and over again. It's, uh, you know, slant routes, seam routes right into that middle of the field, and boom, wide open for 20, wide open for 22, wide open for 24. Next thing you know, they're inside the 10-yard line, and they're scoring touchdowns. Uh, with Greg Olson uh, and whatnot. And the fourth quarter actually was more of the same. We had two turnovers in the fourth quarter. Carolina takes the lead and takes the game away from the Bears.
2: Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Panthers after the fourth quarter, and it was just a downright pathetic performance uh, overall from the defense. After a quarter and a half uh, of really dominating Carolina, uh, Carolina just went back to the well of what's been successful for everyone else, and that's that that. Passing game behind the linebacker in front of the safety. I'll say it over and over again till I'm blue in the face until the Bears start learning how to defend it. Over and over again. Greg Olson, down the middle of the field every freaking time. Okay. Jason Avant. Who's Jason Avant? Who the hell knows? But he was the guy that smoked the Bears down the field for about tw- five, you know, four or five 20 uh, yard plays uh, throughout the course of the game. Uh, after leading this game 21 to 7 in the second quarter, the Bears. Bears were outscored 24 to 3 throughout the remainder of the football game to lose this thing 31 to 24. Forte fumbles the football. You know, one of the most reliable ball carriers in the league fumbles it. Uh, for, um, Jay Cutler throws an, a second interception. He, he overthrows somebody down the middle of the field, flies right into the open arms of the, of the safety. Um, and it, it just like the offense in general was awful in the second half. Just awful. And, and It really didn't seem like it was much of anything that Carolina was doing so much as they were just catching on to what we were doing as far as the fact that we were only giving the ball to one person. In the with the offense. It's just like something was working, so we decided to do it over and over and over and over and over again, and that was Matt Forte, Who statistic, like if Matt Forte is on your fantasy team, you had an awesome day today because he had 100 yards receiving. He was running the ball very, very well. He even scored a touchdown for the first time this year, but... All of a sudden, Carolina and Luke Keekley, his entire job for the, for the, at least for the remainder of the second half, was wherever Forte goes, that's where you go. And he was all over Matt Forte for the entire second half. The Bears did nothing about it. And I refuse to believe, I refuse to believe that Carolina was so great in the secondary when they've been diced up by everybody else. But they're so great in the secondary that we couldn't do anything with Alshon or Brandon or Martellus Bennett, the three most potent weapons in the passing game in the NFL. So, I, I have no idea what the hell we were doing on offense, and the defense was just back to its old self once again. No pressure in the pass rush. Uh, that middle of the field, wide open again. Greg Olson had a field day against us in the second half, and the Bears choke. We choked. We choked. After being up 21-7, we got outscored 24-3 to lose this thing. 31-24, and we deserve it. So, this is going to be a lot of fun having to think about this one all week long before we go down to. Atlanta where I'm pretty sure they're going to kick our ass too.
1: Yeah, so that's that's what I meant. The, the nice little rant going on there at the end of the game. I was pretty pissed off that the Bears blew that, blew that game. Blew the opportunity to take the, you know, to get a winning record under the belt. Get another road win out of the way, which is significant considering that we've got five road games in the first half of the season to already be perfect through the first three. Uh, you know, was outstanding, and and uh, you know, I on Sunday, I you know, just looking back at it, it, I think it very well could be another Green Bay game all over again. Uh, Atlanta has been generous with points uh, for them for the most part this year. They gave up thirty last week to the Giants. Um, you know, they gave up thirty something points to the Saints week one in Atlanta. Uh, you know, so it we we have the capability. This this has the capability to be a shootout, and it also has the capability to be a disaster if the Atlanta defense can manage to get a stop or two uh, on the Bears, because then you're going to look at another Green Bay game. Be and I, and what I mean by that is that they have the weapons that will murder us in that void in the middle of the field that the Bears seemingly refuse to protect. Uh, it just he, the Julio Jones, Roddy White, Harry Douglas, hell, Devin Hester, you know, he's been having a pretty decent year catching balls uh, for them, and they have Matt Ryan as their quarterback. You know, they don't have the world's greatest offensive line. As a matter of fact, it's pretty banged up, so we could take advantage of that, but the Falcons, all they need to do is the three-step, five-step things, you know, drops that that uh, Green Bay did, and they'll, they'll murder us, same way the Packers did. So, you know, I'm just I'm not looking forward to it because they have the weapons to light us up the same way that uh, Green Bay did. And, uh, you know, and it's going to be on the road in Atlanta. I just, you know, like I said, it's it will have to be perfect on offense. This will be one of those games where you absolutely have to be perfect on offense to uh, to win this to win this game, because I think that that Atlanta will be able to dice us up uh, def- uh dice us up defensively so it just uh oh and it's a three o'clock game so it's one of those late afternoon deals and uh you know we're gonna have to wait all day sunday to 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 watch this all happen but um to summarize the carolina game it, i think i did it pretty well there with my little rant at the end of the fourth quarter St- still unbelievably upset that we played nine games now five in the pre in the in the regular season four in the in the preseason And we've been watching the same thing happen over and over again to our defense. It just you you can't understand how it is that the Bears don't see that, or how it is we 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 don't appear. You know, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Ask Lamar Houston. Anybody hears about the the Twitter rant that he went on uh, this day because Bear fans are pissed off that we had high hopes for this team. Five games into the season, we're two and three, and we're not. You know, we're inconsistent. On offense, we're inconsistent on defense. You know, we seemingly went and improved our defensive front, and we don't really have anything, you know, going on there. We keep getting smoked for big plays and everything. And, and uh, you know, Willie Young was telling Fairweather fans to, quote, unquote, not Willie Young, I'm sorry, Lamar Houston, uh, was telling people to eat dirt, which I'm sure is, you know, <laughs> a euphemism for something else. But, uh, you know, it's just – it does, You know, you, you can only judge with what you see. And what we see is the same thing happening over and over and over again. Uh, you know, behind the linebackers, in front of the safeties, there's all the real estate you need to complete passes. And for the most part, these are not uh, passes that are being tightly defended. These guys are wide open. Like, you know, no one's there, in it. You know, I saw a really good replay of of what could possibly be taking place here, and it was, um, you know, basically it just was they were isolating on Kyle Fuller, who was defending Kelvin Benjamin for the majority of the football game. Did an outstanding job of it, by the way. Uh, The the advantage definitely went to the defensive rookie of the month uh, over the offensive rookie of the month by far. And, um, you know, it it showed an isolation on the two and it it has our corners playing the playing the, the, the flat. Uh, you know, playing the, the that that short five to ten yard area from the line of scrimmage and, you know, defending a third of the field, uh, kind of thing where they're passing the receiver into the next level of the secondary, either thinking that there's either gonna be linebacker or safety help behind him and there's nothing. There's nothing. That's in and it's not being that's what i saw on the on the one replay and and that's what it looks and and it was one of those plays where as soon as he was behind the cornerback and he was passing him off to the next level he was wide open and boom the ball comes and it's a first down for for carolina so i mean that's pretty much what i assume is happening on every one of those plays the cornerback is defending him to a certain point and then passes him off to the second level and there's nobody there in the second level uh to defend him and it's like i said over and over and over and over again. So, just outrageous. And um, you know, uh, Jay threw those interceptions. The first one was kind of a tip drill thing. The second one uh, at the end was uh, the I, I couldn't remember who it was when I was ranting. It was actually Santonio Holmes. So the shortest receiver we have out there, out on the field, saved it over, sailed it over his head in the waiting arms of the of the safety. And, um, you know, Matt Forte's fumble, that's really kind of what broke our back, really, uh, because Forte never fumbles, and it could not have happened at a worse time. It really couldn't. You know, we're struggling with this thing. It's a tie football game. We really need to get things going on here. And he fumbles the ball. It was in. It was in Chicago territory, so Carolina had a short field and turned that into the last Greg Olson touchdown to take the lead and the football game. It just it was heartbreaking uh, for it to go down uh, the way it did. And like I said, super frustrating to get off to such a big lead. You think you're in for a comfortable Sunday. You're up twenty one. You're up twenty one seven. The defense is pitching a shutout, and then you know they just we blew it in the second half and it's just we can't afford to have games like this um you know especially when we can't seem to win at home we got to win somewhere and we were undefeated on the road so far and uh we should have won this game we should have so just uh extremely disappointing to watch it go down the way it did because you know that at least on paper anyway we're better than this and on sunday we were the better team coming into this thing no d'angelo williams no jonathan stewart meant no running game and they really didn't have one we outran the panthers on the ground uh we were able to sack cam newton a couple of times and, and in critical situations uh you guys heard me talk about the uh the sack from uh from ego ferguson that killed a drive that knocked him out of field goal range that was huge uh, you know, with the sack fumble from uh, from Willie Young that created another scoring opportunity for the Bears. And it was just, you know, the defense didn't play horrible. You know, they had an excellent first half for the most. I mean, the first 28 minutes of the first half was seemingly perfect. Then they gave up that touchdown drive just before halftime and then just kind of came apart at the seams as the game went along. So that's what the for uh, the, the frustration and everything comes from and more so because it seems to be the same problem over and over again that uh that just keeps occurring so anyway the bears lose this one 31 to 24 we move on to atlanta i've already kind of given you a a prelude to what i think the atlanta game could potentially be uh so like a little uh little preview of the preview episode i just gave you there a few minutes ago but uh all that said what do you say we go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up with everybody's favorite segment bear up bear down funny thing about this bear up bear down segment is that uh We gave up 31 points. Actually, we gave up 24 points on defense, but we gave up 31 points on Sunday, and the majority of the Bear Up names are on the defensive side of the football. Go figure, especially when one of the Bear Downs. We'll just go ahead and start off with it. Bear Down to Mel Tucker over and over and over again. I know you guys are probably sick of hearing me talk about it. I'm sick of watching it happen over and over again, and that has to fall on Mel Tucker. I mean, it can't always fall on the player that, you know, nine weeks in a row we can't be out there just getting it wrong every single time. It has to fall on the defensive coordinator that the players are simply not in position or the scheme is not being suited to what we have out there on the field. It, it has to be something like that, you know. It just has to be that, you know, for nine weeks in a row we, we sit there on film and we're watching it happen over and over again and seemingly nothing has been done. To improve it so I mean I know safety is an area of weakness for us especially since Chris Conte also getting a bear down this week not because he can't not because he's he's playing bad as a matter of fact when he's on the field he's doing well I I gotta I gotta admit I mean Chris Conte was was a marked man public enemy number one after last season because he played horribly all of last year and then obviously blew blew the game against uh, Green Bay but you know when he's played he's played well but in five games I don't think he's finished one, you know, with a shoulder injury. Then he he knocks himself cold against Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, it was the play that resulted in the fumble uh, that we recovered. Isaiah Fry, who was a rewarded for, for causing the turnover by being cut by the Bears today, um, you know. But we, we forced the – he runs, he crashes into Kelvin Benjamin, slows him down. We grab the football, take it out of his hands, and he's out of the game with a concussion. You know, how many weeks in a row are we having to to read about, uh, you know, Conti shoulder injury, concussion out of the game? I mean, he he misses the entire preseason, plays week number three against the the Seahawks in the preseason, knocks himself out with a concussion that week. Can't finish the, you know, Buffalo game, left the 49er game, uh, in and out of the, the Jets game, left that one too. You know, just over and over again, and then leaves the Carolina game with a concussion. So it's just, it just happened over and over again. So bear down to Chris Conti, You know, uh, we're we're bad enough as it is at safety, and and when you're out there, you're playing, but you got to stay healthy, bro. I know you only have so much control over that, but geez, you got to do something. And back to Mel Tucker. You know, just watching the same thing happen over and over again, it's it's getting ridiculous. It really is. And and I keep waiting. I keep waiting to hear the um, th- the announcement that uh, his play calling duties have been taken away from him. You know, let uh, let uh, Pasqualini, who I, is is either our linebacker coach or our defensive line, one of the two, but he was head coach at uh, at Syracuse uh, for several years. So was fairly successful out there, and you know was a defensive minded coach. And you know, let him call the place. I mean, Lovey took the. You remember when Lovey took the the play calling duties away from Bob Babich uh, for the for for all of I think was it 2011, I think it was before he turned it over to Rod Marinelli in 2012, and we had the number five defense in the league that year. Um, you know, it, it's not unheard of that that something like that happens. You know, I mean, well, hell, we're doing it on the offensive side of the ball. Aaron Cromer is our, our offensive coordinator, but Mark Tressman calls the plays. Why not do something like that on the defensive side of the ball? You know, let Mel Tucker obviously help in in setting up the game plan. Let Pasqualini call the plays out there and see what what kind of effect that has. Let somebody else do it because Mel Tucker's not doing it right, in my opinion. So bear down to Mel Tucker for just, yeah, you're not going to be in Chicago next year, dude. And bear down to Chris Connie for being the best safety on the team but can't keep himself on the field. It's ridiculous um now let's just go ahead and take our all the bear downs bear down to uh jared allen uh you you gotta you gotta show us something man i mean we're only five games into the season you've only played in four i got you know you're also coming off of pneumonia you know lost a ton of weight while you were sick okay but uh you gotta do something and you gotta do it soon to show us uh why uh you know justify why we're excited to have you here, bro. Really. You you got to you got to give us something. Maybe this week when we're on turf in Atlanta, you know, like where he spent, uh, you know, similar conditions in Minnesota with the Vikings, maybe we'll see an extra spring in his step and and further uh, you know, force the Chicago Bears to look at field turf in Soldier Field so a, uh, you know, a guy coming off the edge like Jared Allen have a, you know, have a better chance at getting after the pass rusher. We'll have to wait and see. But 5 weeks into the season, We've got nothing from him and didn't really do much of anything against the Panthers on Sunday. And then finally, um, bear down to, to Jay, Jay Cutler. Just those 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 passes are, are, you know, there's only so much you can do about the strip sack. I would never fault him for that. It was a blindside thing. He got hit from behind. You know, he got tackled. Ball's knocked out of his hands. It's a vulnerable situation for him. So I, would, I never really fault don't really fault the quarterback because it also wasn't one of those situations where where Jay didn't held onto the football and didn't get rid of it kind of thing it was the pass rush was there he did his best to avoid it the pocket closed in on him he got hit the ball came out that's that happens in the NFL you can only you can't really fault the quarterback uh, for that you can however fault him for throwing the ball too high that you know turned into a tip drill interception and then of course overthrowing um you know santonio holmes for the backbreaker interception that ended the game uh and any chance of a bear uh comeback so bear down to jay for the turnovers because if jay's not perfect this year he's been perfect in two games we won them both he's had turnovers in the other three and we lost all three of those so uh we seem to go how jay goes and uh it's scary because we need jay who's not the most perfect quarterback in the league we need him to be perfect in order to win football games. Now on to the bear up side of things, and like I said, there are five names on this list, and four of them are defensive players. Uh, bear up to Ego Ferguson, third round draft choice uh, for. Actually, Ego was the second round pick. My mistake. Will Sutton was the third rounder. Will uh, Ego Ferguson batted down balls, uh, one of which resulted in interception uh, from Lance Briggs that turned into points. Actually, that was the one that. Uh, that was the one where Robbie Gold shanked the field goal. But, um, you know, it took the ball away from Carolina, ended a dry, a promising drive uh, for them, and put the Bears in the, in, back in the driver's seat with the football. Uh, also, he had that big sack at the end of the third quarter that put the Carolina drive out of field goal range and, you know, got the ball back to the Bears uh, once again, uh, doing very, very well in, in relief of uh, he and uh, Will Sutton are rotating in for the... Uh, injured uh, Jeremiah Ratliff, who's still not uh, who hasn't hadn't been back yet since uh having the concussion against the 49ers. Uh, bear up to Matt Forte, you know a hundred something 100 plus yards receiving 70 uh, plus yards, uh, yards rushing or 60 something yards rushing. you know he had his first uh, res- touchdown of the of the season uh, had an outstanding game uh, you know because he played so well for the most part. I'm going to give him a pass on the fumble, even though it was the worst possible time. Uh, you know, just uh, gotta give him that one. so it just uh, it sucks, but you got to give in somewhere. so he was he was the bright spot uh, on offense, so we'll go ahead and uh, let him sc- slide on that one. Uh, bear up to Stephen Paya also had a very good game, very solid helping out with the run. Uh, I believe he contributed with one of the sacks on uh, on uh, on on Cam Newton uh, in the football game. Uh, he's kind of gone unnoticed, you know, because he's not one of the new acquisitions. He's basically the only guy still on the team as far as defensive linemen are concerned. Him and Jay Ratliff are the only guys that we brought back. So uh, he's finally, uh, you know, making an impact and getting some things done, which we need from him since Jay Ratliff is not in the lineup right now. Uh, okay, Bear Up, how could you not? Willie Young, another sack, a strip sack that resulted in a touchdown for the Bears uh you know he he's uh, he said in the interviews he tried to scoop and score on it because it was inside the 20 yard line and we almost ended up giving the ball back uh you know he's like no 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 you know the reporters asked him do you uh you know do you you know hindsight do you think you should have just fallen on the ball he's like nah man inside the 20 you just pick it up and run so okay at least he's sticking with it you know that's my story and i'm sticking to it scoop and score all right, fine, <laughs> but you almost gave the ball back, and Lamar Houston, for all of his trash-talking to Bear fans who are pissed off that the Bears suck so far, uh, was the one that ended up recovering the uh, the fumble, but Willie Young is making a third of what, you know, uh, is making a third of what, com- what Allen and Houston are making, and he's playing three times better than them both, so, uh, big bear up to uh, to Willie Young, and then finally, once again, got to give a bear up to Kyle Fuller. Was uh, left with uh, covering Kelvin Benjamin, the uh, number one pick of the Carolina Panthers, and their big, their Brandon Marshall, their you know Alshon Jeffrey, the uh, go up and get it receiver, throw it up high and and get the football, and he's got a five six uh, inch disadvantage against those guy against that guy. And was, uh, you know, Ben Benjamin was was targeted, I think, 11 times in the game, only caught three passes. Now, some of that was due to Benjamin flat out dropping the football. There were also a couple of opportunities where Kyle Fuller just did not allow him to catch it. And uh, you heard me talk about one one play in particular. Benjamin catches the football, and as he's bringing it down, Kyle Fuller swats it out of his hands, and, uh, you know, so therefore falls incomplete. So he had a fantastic game uh, against uh, Calvin Benjamin. And as much as I didn't want a cornerback in the draft, you know, I wanted that safety, and, you know, obviously we still need one. But uh, as much as I didn't want the cornerback, it's looking like Phil Emery made the right choice because Kyle Fuller is is on his way right now to be an offense or defensive uh, rookie of the year for 2014. He's playing outstanding uh, so far uh, this year. So really stepped it up when we needed him to. Now that Peanut Tillman is uh, is no longer uh, playing this season, so there. I thought at least we would uh, end on a positive note with uh, with our stellar first round pick and how well he's playing. Actually, all of our our first three picks with uh, Ferguson, Sutton, and Fuller are all doing very well. I'm very happy with, uh, with those guys. So um, anyway, that's, uh, that's going to do it for the Week 5 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. We'll be back on Friday uh, this week. Um, Thursday's not going to work for me. Sorry, guys. But I'll be back on, on Friday uh, with the preview episode, uh, previewing the Bears' upcoming road matchup with the Atlanta Falcons, and uh, we'll see if uh, the next couple of days that I have to reflect uh, will uh, will help change my stance on, on do I think uh, that Atlanta is just going to pick us apart, or will we be able to take advantage of that banged-up uh, defensive line? Will Jared Allen finally have a monster game since he's back on turf and under a dome again? All of these questions and more will be answered on Friday on the Week 6 preview episode. Of the Chicago Bears Review So until then, my name is Larry D And this has been the Chicago Bears Review